Hey, welcome to the Mariah Report. I'm Martin Burgess. And I'm Dan Enriquez. We're back. Just when you think there's not much going on, there's so many things. There's always a little something, a little something here, a little something there. I know. Mariah, the hardest working girl in show business. Listen, you can't miss a beat. <laughs> no, you, well, sometimes she can because we not, might not be getting MC30. It's looking grim, it's right? Looking, it's looking bleak. Well, she did glitter us out earlier in the year. True, true. What more can she have? Well, she could have there for me on streaming. Uh huh. Okay. I know that. All right. All right. <laughs> Maybe the Loverboy remixes. Well, they're there already. They're they're the club there. Mixes. I think we have pretty much everything we need, except for like there for me or like those Never Too Far Hero remixes. Oh yeah, they're good. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. We haven't we haven't found any, but we'll see. We'll see. Something might pop up. But we do have a lot to talk about this week. Mm. We have. She was on um, the BBC. Oh, she, that was really good. Yeah, yeah. That's basically, good, good, good. our job. Hello, hello. <laughs> Andy Cohen, she also made an appearance, which mm-hmm. we did not talk about last week. She's done a couple other things, and we also have a special lamb guest this week. Yeah, our friend Michael Weffling, he has a new song out. And it's funny, he's a lamb, and it's like a grunge punk song. I know. He like, t- I think he was vibing with the chick. Yeah. <laughs> And he was like, I'm I'm feeling a little like, you know, rock grunge. Right. So we're all grungy now. That's that's me. That's yeah. me. I was a surfer when I was in California. I came back. Now I'm a grunge pop chick. Uh-huh. That's just the way life goes. Mariah tells us what we are. Anyway, so he's gonna be on later and tell us about the song. And we're also gonna get a sneak peek. He's gonna play it for us. Yeah, absolutely. So stay tuned after the break mm-hmm. and we will uh speak with him then. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into it. Yeah, what do we want to start with? What have you been doing all week? Anything? Um, absolutely nothing. Same. The weeks are flying by. I know. And it's also, well, this this particular week has been sort of rainy Yeah, in New York. So it it's just like, it's been like those rainy... Days inside. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been like that all year inside. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> now there's rain. <laughs> now there's rain. <laughs> Cold. So it's gloomy. So while I was um, holed up in the house for two days, because yeah. I'm not going out when it's raining. Yeah. I'm a California no, no, no. boy now. Yeah, I, yeah. Can't deal th- I can't deal with that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I did start watching that Netflix show, um, Selling Sunset. I was having like, you okay. know, some uh, separation anxiety. You're into from- California now? Yeah. <laughs> Same. Should we pack so up the wagon? So I was like, oh my gosh. And so that show, which is absolutely horrible. I watched like two whole seasons. <laughs> now I'm addicted. Now I'm a real estate agent. So what What are you? <laughs> uh, what have I been watching on Netflix? I started The Umbrella Academy. Oh, everybody says it's really good. So far, so good. Yeah? I'm, only, I'm one episode in. But isn't it, it's like, a, it's scary though, right? Or not like scary, but it's like sci-fi-ish. Sci-fi-ish is like a little bit X-Men-ish. Like there's a bunch of kids with superpowers. Okay, the Harry Potter-ish even? Not, no? It's not so much magic spells. Okay. You know, Harry Potter's more magic and wizardry. Oh, what do I know? This is what more... What do I know? <laughs> yeah. This is more like... um. The power within your, oh, your own special okay. power. Oh, jeez. That's, yeah, that's not for me. <laughs> no, but it's, it's really, really good. And there's a strong twist. Okay. I, I'm into it. It's an Umbrella Academy. Yeah. And I've been watching the Great British Bake Off. Oh, yes, of course. It's Honey, back on. Darling, everybody. Yes, of yes. course. <laughs> I get into that. I'll do like, I'll do like, um, like, I'll get into like waves of like obsessed with that. And uh-huh. I won't go back to it forever. But there's a new season, right? Yeah. And... Netflix release it week by week, which is interesting. Oh, I also, I hate that. So I'd have to wait a couple of weeks for like multiple episodes to be out. No, see, I don't mind it because if you follow their social, they spoil it for you. If you're not, oh. if you're not watching it in real time. Mm. Well, I'm not following any of those oh, socials. Okay. I didn't even start following the Sunset 
telling Sunset Socials because I was like, girl, y'all, y'all girls are crazy. So uh-huh. I don't need to follow any of you. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of the the British Bake Off, this is so Mariah unrelated, but just interesting because you know on HBO they have that show called Throwing Pots or Pottery Throwing. And it is the same exact setup as the British Bake Off. Mm. And it is it's from Britain, mm. but it's where they make pottery each week. It could be the same production company. It, it absolutely is. Maximize it's done that rent. Exactly <laughs> the same way. Like the whole show is built the same way. Oh. And they have like the same, it's totally done like the same production company for sure. But they make pottery? And they make pottery, yeah. That's not like, yeah, I, I could be one, up into this. Girl, girl, yes, they have three whole seasons on the HBO. Really? Yes. Get out of here. Yes, and there's some homosexuals in there, so it's good. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, one episode, they actually made toilets. Out of pottery. Out of pottery. <laughs> Out of clay. Girl, I'm serious. Yes, and they turn it into porcelain and whatnot. Oh, were they nice? It's quite fascinating, actually. I bet, yeah. How that whole process goes. Have you seen on Netflix that show Blowing Glass or something? No, but now I want to because I know pottery is so fascinating. It's similar like that. There's a challenge and they got to like make glass and uh-huh. blow things and make all these sculptures and things. It's really uh, fascinating. Oh, I got to watch it. Do they have yeah. a homosexual? Uh, there probably is. Probably, but so. they're just like not yeah. talking about it. Got it. I can't remember. <laughs> I was so into it though. No, that I would totally be into something like that because you know I've watched all Forensic Files ten times. So oh, you need you need content. You need new content. <laughs> <laughs> Head into the crafts area. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, well, speaking so. of on demand mm-hmm. content and streaming services, Mariah tweeted out or sent out a picture of. A TV set of some sort. Yes. With three chairs. Uh Each chair has some initials. Yes. Now, you know me. I'm a little slow. I didn't didn't know who all those initials were. Same. It took me a minute. It took me like two minutes. And I was like, who could that be? Especially, well, I knew the, so there's three initials. A, A G, G, M, C, J, H. J, H. I knew who the J, H was. Mm. Pretty pretty quickly because mm-hmm. I know Mariah and Jennifer Hudson have been very friendly with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, "Hey, gee, mm. who is that?" Well, how do you feel about Ariana Grande? <laughs> well, I you know I will bop to some Ariana Grande. Same, I will. I'm not mad at it. So I'm not mad at it either. And it, it's I, I like allegedly so it will be Jennifer Hudson and Ariana Grande with Mariah for her probably her Apple TV Christmas special. Yeah, that's what everyone's assuming. What's your theory? New song or All in for Christmas cover? They'll they'll version. probably they'll probably do some sort of like a cover version of it. It won't be a new song. All I want. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, no, no. Mariah's not doing. I mean, they might sing together, mm. but no, I don't think they're creating something new. Here's how it's going down in my mind. Yeah. Mariah opens the song. Uh-huh. Ariana, first verse. Uh-huh. Chorus together. Uh-huh. All three. Jennifer, second verse. Uh-huh. Chorus together, all three. Yeah. Mariah does the big ending. Of course. And then we all go. sing it out and yell and, and scream and at the end. And bloopity bloop and bloppy yeah. blop and yeah. Yeah. snow yeah. falls. That's and how it is. That. That's, that's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Case solved. Thank you. Thank you. Hope the production team did not spend a lot of time coming up with an idea to get those three ladies together because we already got it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. But that could be fun. Mariah's in the the portion of her career where she's been around long enough to where younger girls are looking up to her. Mm. And they have been for years. But, like, now it's time to show that, like, yes, you know, like, way back in 1998 when Patti LaBelle 
brought Mariah to the Hammerstein ball st- Ballroom mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to sing Got to Be Good to Me. It's mm-hmm. the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like the Divas Live when, you know, Mariah was singing with Aretha mm-hmm. and things like that. It's like you you open up those doors for the younger generation to come through and then you sort of like eventually put your stamp of approval on them. Mm-hmm. And this is her stamp of approval, finally. Yeah, uh, but I think it'd be good because I feel like when both of these ladies started out, it was the new Mariah, the new Mariah. Right. Especially Ariana. And people love to put women against each other. Whitney versus Mariah, etc. So this kind of unravels unravels that narrative. Yeah, it's finally like maybe there'll be a different headline. Yeah. You know, finally, maybe we can start talking about something other than women against women. I know, right? Yeah. So I think it's going to be cute. I think those are the perfect two people to do a Christmas thing with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Same. Yeah. I just hope Mariah does a really good Christmas special and then, like, doesn't overwhelm us with, like, 75 Christmas CD, album, vinyl, cassette bundles mm-hmm. that we have to buy. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not buying them, girl. Mm-mm. I did it all last year. Yeah, I fell got, for that I trick. Got, I, yes. I fell for it. That fell for that trick already. Yes. Um, speaking of Christmas, did you hear Dolly cover All I Want for Christmas? You know, I know that she did that, but I did not listen to it yet. It's pretty cute. It's very Dolly. Okay. And um, Jimmy Fallon. Uh-huh. It's sweet. It's different. Well, I, you know, I'm not mad at Miss Dolly. She's She's mm-hmm. been around forever and she can do it. So I bet it's cute. Yeah, I want to see the movie. I think that's all on Netflix. Oh, there is something oh, on Netflix. And there's a new Dolly documentary, I think. Yeah, uh-huh. I looked at that. I didn't watch it though because I had I was I was uh, I don't know, I was selling Sunset. Yeah, saving it. But then I was like, oh, I had a little PTSD because I thought wouldn't it be cool to have a Mariah one and then Mariah's world flashed into my mind. Yes, I know. (laughs) I think I had a nightmare about that former manager actually the other day, now that you bring it up. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I can't. I think it was all about how like she like was like, she basically brainwashed Mariah into like allowing this. And then I was like, I need to like make sure that anyone who was involved, this is all in my dream that I remember when I woke up. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to make sure, I need to go down the list of people who were around Mariah and who facilitated that relationship. Mm -hmm. People like, you know, Brett, Mm -hmm. people like um, Joey, R. Baggy, whatever Mm -hmm. his Mm -hmm. name is. All of those people, I think maybe even like Randy Jackson maybe was involved. I can't remember quite. But anybody who introduced that woman to Mariah, y'all are on the 86 list. Mm -hmm. At least for like right now, and then I'll forget about it. The side eye list. Yeah. Oh, honey, lots of side eyes. Because mm-hmm. that was traumatic, still very traumatic. Yes, I can't flick, flicking through Netflix. I'm triggered. <laughs> I know because <laughs> <laughs> by someone else. Well, you know what else? It's like that was just such a horrible reality show, Mariah's World. And thank gosh there was not another season of it. Oh, yeah. But speaking of Mariah on TV mm. with the Apple TV Christmas and blah, 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 <laughs> she was recently on Andy Cohen. Uh-huh. Last week, and he was asking all the questions. He actually didn't didn't do those nonsensical questions about do you know J Lo and blah blah blah. Mm. He actually, for once, asked good questions, questions that fans would want to mm-hmm. ask, and he did ask questions from fans. But one of them was about Lee Daniels mm. and making the meaning of Mariah Carey into a biopic. Mm. How do you feel about that? <clears throat> well. I don't not I, like the idea. I'm going to answer my own question. I don't not like yeah. the idea. <laughs> <laughs> so you go first. You go first. 
I don't not like the idea, but also don't like the idea. I'm not convinced. I need to read the brief. I need to see the plan. I, yeah, I need to see I need how, the pitch. Mm-hmm. They need to do, I, yeah. I need a 20 minute solid pitch. Yeah. I need some, I need some ideas. Yeah. Because I'm not mad about it either, but I was also thinking, what if, what if it was more like a documentary type movie? Like a miniseries? Almost like a, like a docu-series. Yeah, yeah. Where it's not like hiring an actress to play Mariah's part, mm. but more like Mariah really telling her story mm. and getting more insight into the meaning of Mariah via, you know, other speaking with other people and other friends of hers and maybe other family members. Obviously not the ex-brother and sister, but you know what I mean? Sort of bringing it all together told through Mariah's voice. But do we want like little acting moments where there's little Mariah in the school or whatever? I mean, that's the thing. I don't think so because a lot of time reenactment, reenactments don't really work out. Yeah. Like I recently tough. watched on um, the HBO, the documentary about Robin Williams. Oh yeah. And there's no re- reenactments in, in that, but it really does follow his career, how he came up and, but then, and I, everything. Well, the, tr- the trouble is... With Mariah's book, most of it is baby Mariah. That's the storyline. True. And then we dip into her career. Yeah. And that's okay. You can do that without reenactments. Do you think? I think so. They did a very good one with Robin Williams and he was dead. Yeah, but did they go into his childhood? They went to his young adulthood. But Mariah, I want little... No, I want little Mariah, four years old. Well, you're never going to get little Mariah four (laughs) years old because little Mariah is now blank, blank years old Mariah. (laughs) (laughs) Unless we can get little Monroe an acting gig. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's (laughs) available. do that. (laughs) I mean, it would depend, again. But I'm always someone who likes a documentary-style thing as Mm. opposed to, like, a film Mm. about somebody's life. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I just feel like for a film... You sort of have to use that creative license and and, and bend the story more mm. to fit into the film aspect. I know what you Whereas mean. Whereas with a documentary, you don't have to bend it as much. I know what you mean. But I was thinking the way that the chapters are laid out in those sections, um, where a child, sing, sing, emancipation, etc. You can make like a four-part series of acting for one-hour movies. You yeah, I mean? you could do you could do that, but again, I would like them documentary style and not film style. Uh, I'm down for a little drama. I'm down for the drama too, honey. But you don't have to. <laughs> I'm just. It's just. It's just. However, she does it. It just has to be done really well. Yeah, Avi. and of course, <laughs> I I want Mariah's Mariah to actually be in it because Mariah's not going to actually be in a movie about her because she can't play young teen Mariah. Mm. I want to see Mariah. Telling her story, almost like the audio book. Okay, she mentioned the audio book and the movie together. She said that the narration's pretty much done. Do you think yeah. she'll just recycle the audio book? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it depends on what the budget is, honey. Mm. What What's the budget? What's the time frame? What, what? How are we doing it? Hey, Amazon Productions. They got money. They got money. So does Apple TV. Now she's friends with Apple TV. True. True. She's friends with people. Yeah. She knows people in the business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so we'll see what happens. But I think it's still too early for something like that. I want the scene where Allison is giving her a Valium and a bump of cocaine. I want those moments. Yeah, girl. Thanks for ruining the book. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I know most people have read it. They already know it. Um, yeah, I want those moments too. But wouldn't you want them maybe told from Mariah, even like outside of the text of the book? I want a visual. Okay, well, maybe there will be like a flashback moment. 
hey, do you remember on, um, <laughs> I don't know how we've got hey. this tangent. <laughs> do you remember on Oprah's Masterclass, mm-hmm. people would talk and then yes. they have these like beautiful cutaway shots. Yes. Almost like shadowy reenacting uh-huh, things. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. It could, there could be things like that. You know, I'm also thinking um, of other because I watch a lot of like documentary things. There was another really good HBO documentary called "I'll Be Gone in the Dark," mm, which is about mm. that murderer guy, mm. and that is all adapted from the book mm. that was written. Mm-hmm. And uh, they obviously don't have scenes of of you know the author, but yeah. they have they have enough voiceover, enough footage, enough photographs, enough, and they, you know, they add B-roll to Mm. make it look like you're in that place, but there are no reenactments. So it's totally possible to do a meeting of Mariah Carey without reenactments and still be really good Mm -hmm. because that's, and they do a lot of that kind of stuff in I'll Be Gone in the Dark Mm -hmm. because they they don't have the person anymore. They don't have the author of the book there. Yes, yes. But we do have Mariah. We do. So I think we need to get her on film in that sort of aspect. Interesting. All right. But anyways. Production anyways. meeting over. Yep. Okay. <laughs> we'll get back to the Mariah report. Um, <laughs> so really quickly, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk with our lamb friend, Michael Wefferling, when we come back. But Mariah was doing a couple of other quick things. She dropped a vote picture reminding everyone to vote. Yes. Don't forget, it's, the deadline is coming. Make yes. sure you have your plan. That's what it's all about. Get your voting squad. Hashtag voting squad. Mm-hmm. Mariah posted a picture with Christopher Buckle and Billy Eichner. Yeah. And um, her boyfriend, Brian Tanaka, and mm-hmm. some other people that I don't know. Because Serge the hairdresser. Masks. The good hairdresser. Oh, okay. He's the one with the white mask in the back. I think so, yeah. Okay. So she got her squad. She's over there doing something. Mm-hmm. She got her little bedazzled mask. Everything's cute. It so, looks like more Christmas filming. Probably. And Billy's in it. And Billy, yeah. Because, you know, I think that last episode when Mariah did Billy's uh, Billy on the Street, yeah. that's the last show of that show ever. Yeah. Because now people know him. He can't do it. Well, yeah, because he can't be walking around the street like that. But Oh, that too. The coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Coronavirus was around the but corner. Mariah was the was the finale episode oh, yeah. of that. So that's cute. And we love that moment. Also, really quickly, the New York Times bestseller list. Of course, she was number one last week. Mm. And some of our Lamb listeners did tell us that that um, she sold 41,000 copies in, in the New York. first week. And that's good. US. And something to note about the New York Times yeah. is that they have a system... Um, where they, they put an asterisk, asterisk next to the title, it's because someone purchased a huge amount of books to get it up there. Politicians do that. Oh. So that means, so they asterisk it. It means someone made a bulk buy. Oh. But there was no asterisk. Oh. So double A plus for that. Oh, I did not <laughs> know. One. I did not know, girl. I yes. did not know. That's the inside scoop there. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So all her sales are earned. Yes, yes. Uh, the Lamely is out there in full force and a lot of other celebrities and all the people have been like getting great reviews. Yeah. All of that kind of stuff. So we love it. And it's still in the top 10. Yes. Of bestsellers in the second week. So we love that. Do you want to have noticed no one's talking shit about it? Oh, no, because I can't. They can't. There's no how evidence. You, how you, how you going <laughs> to... I wish, I wish a B would. I wish a B would. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, you, you can't. It's so well done from every angle. Mm-hmm. Really, really well done. Hang on, do you know what else? Yeah. The Allison and Morgan show has been pretty quiet. Oh, they're not, they're, oh, oh they're, I'm <laughs> sure they are cooking something on the back burner. You think? You just wait, just wait. I feel like the light switch has been turned on. Well, you know what was really interesting going back to Andy Cohen? Mm. Andy Cohen asked Mariah, 
has your mother read the book yet? Mm. And I was like, ooh, mm. oh, mm. what's she going to say? And she was like, no, I don't think so. I haven't spoken to her, blah, 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 because she, allegedly she's down there in the home. Mm. Um, so that's interesting. So I wonder, so obviously Mariah hasn't talked to the brother or sister, the ex-brother or sister either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, girl, those they're going to come. They're coming. You think? Oh, they're professional creepers coming out from under the rock. I feel like it would have happened already. No, no, they got to they gotta time it right. You they think? Gotta, you, oh, yes. Oh, yes. What are we going to expect? Oh, you know, um, buffoonery and goonery. Mm. The usual. <laughs> I just thought, I was looking at my clock like, where are you guys? Aren't you just supposed to be out by now? Just wait, just wait. They're they're hiding and they're lurking in the dark. You think they're waiting so, for Christmas? Oh, probably. Whatever's going to take away Mariah's shine. They've been doing it for years, for decades. Mm. Well, I'm just curious if the jig's up now. We know. Well, yeah, because well, here's the thing. Maybe their publicists and their management team, the ex-brother and sister, allegedly. Craigslist. Um, yeah. <laughs> the publication probably, of they're choice. Probably like, they're probably like, okay, so now when you go selling stories about Mariah, you're going to have to defend yourself against what Mariah has claimed in the book. Uh, and they don't know what their claim or their defense is yet. So they're working on a defense. Okay. You know, it's all about the court system, girl. <laughs> Allegedly, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, okay, but I think that's it. Let's take a quick break and uh, we will be right back. Do you have a great idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? You need to know about Anchor.fm. Anchor has created tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, it's completely free. So take the first step. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, we're back from the break. Yes. Don't forget to get your ballot ready. Absolutely. Time this, is ticking this is down. The time. Now, it's, apparently, it's confusing to fill out the ballot. Is that right? Said who? People in the streets. Oh, okay. Maybe because there's early voting going on. Yeah, but that's why you need to plan now. Start preparing so you don't get verklempt in the moment. Yes, yes. Literally, I know like this is like an extension of the ads we just played, <laughs> but if you go to those websites, yes. they will show you who is on the ballot and yeah. then you can have a better understanding. Because I know years ago, I would go into the ballot box thing, the voting mm. box thing. And you're like, who are these people? Who are these people? Yeah. So I'm just marking off this, uh, the whole sheet down because I don't know these people. Uh-huh. So it's it's good to know. Yeah. Plan like, ahead. for real. Plan, plan ahead. ahead. No, so you're not standing there like, oh, I don't know. And but screwing anyways. it up and accidentally going the wrong way. Exactly. We don't want any of that. Right. So vote, vote early, vote by mail, vote however you can. All right, so we do have our guest coming up, but very quickly, we want to talk about this year's Billboard Awards. Okay, again, rigged. Oh, it's all riggery and tomfoolery and rigamorous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess she was um, eligible for the Billboard Chart Achievement Award. Is that right? Correct. And, and didn't it, win. 
and did not win now. What does one have to achieve on the I, charts? I mean, what else could Mariah, <laughs> what what can she do? She's literally done everything. She has more number ones, uh, uh, more time spent at number one. All the things. But she has everything. Yeah. Everything. There's like nothing that she doesn't have or hasn't already had or made a record of. She's like on the chart with the rarities right now. But okay, so now I'm, but I'm a little confused because... Was this done? So Harry Styles won. Mm. What's he ever done? Well, I don't even know him. I know <laughs> Watermelon Sugar, but whatever. Mm. That's not enough. Mm-mm. But why were? But they were having fans vote for this award. Why would they do that? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because it should all be according to the chart statistics. The metrics. Yes. Right. The system, the yes. mathematical system of it yes, all. Yes. You don't need people clicking on this, that, or the other, even though I did. It's just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm not happy about it. But... Whatever. We can still, you know, bask in the glory of Mariah from last year's Billboard Awards. I felt like an outsider, someone who doesn't quite belong anywhere. And I still feel like that lost interracial child who had a lot of nerve to believe I could succeed at anything at all in this world. But... And this is the truth. But I did believe because I had to. The truth is I've dedicated my life to my music, my saving grace, and to my fans who are unlike any other entity that I've ever known. They've lifted me out of the depths of hell and brought me back with their devotion and love. I want to thank all the people who've been with me on this journey through the highs and lows, through the struggles, through your struggles and mine. And to anybody who doesn't allow themselves to be broken, and keeps getting up, and keeps holding on, and keeps standing tall, keeps on believing, and keeps rising. I celebrate you tonight. And to anyone who's ever told me that a song I wrote helped save your life, I thank you, because you saved mine. And I'll be eternally grateful for that. I love you. But I still go back to that speech, and I just be getting teary-eyed. It is so good. It's like next to the Billboard Artist of the Decade speech, it's like her next best speech of all time. Yeah, I would agree. It's really good. And she was there, presented uh, with it by uh, good old Jennifer Hudson. Yes. So we know. Alleged collaborator. Yes, 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 alleged. Um, But did you watch any of the performances? Nah. No. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. What am I watching that for? Well, because sometimes people might have something good. It was good. Uh, uh, Maybe on now I'll go. Oh, well, uh, well, really, the only real good person was Kelly Clarkson, who hosted the show. Mm. But she opened, you know, because she can sing, honey. She's I good. Mean, just, she just better quit. But did she do her regular medley? She No, she did. She performed with Pentatonix and Sheila E. Oh, and she really? Did, yeah, I know, right? Interesting. Uh, she did a cover of that Whitney Houston song. You know that new one that came out? Or... or that club song is yeah. That club song is really thing. yeah. Really? It was really good. Oh, I'll, I'll investigate. Yeah, that. Yeah, investigate that at the at the very minimum. Okay, <laughs> you should do that. Yeah, and I guess I will admit that that um, the B B T S but boys the whatever South the Korean the, boys yeah uh-huh. yeah that song's a bop. I will say okay, <laughs> be bopping along. <laughs> We're not mad at that. But um, who else performed? Alicia Keys. I know, I know. Um, John Legend. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> I know, I know you don't like her. <laughs> I know, I know. But um, it wasn't my favorite performance. And there's got some new good songs out, but that wasn't one of my favorites. But What'd um, she sing? 
her new one, like Love on You or something like that. Uh, it was cute. But is this a favorite. continuation from the book album? Was the new whole new album? It's the continuation of the book album because she has been releasing like one song a month ever since. And it's just like, girl, put the darn album out and just give it to me. She finally put it out. Oh, see, I thought the album was done and ready. I mean, the new album. No, she was supposed, it was supposed to be out alongside the book, but she released the book, but withheld the album. Interesting. She's just throwing songs out left and right. And we're like, girl, we don't have time for this. Just give me the album, girl. Yeah. I don't have time for this. Just, ugh. But anyway, so she was there. She was I know, I know. I know, nice, I know. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and John Legend, Legend, who also has a new album out, and he sang a song that was cute. Oh, I read about that. Yeah. It was sad. It, it was sad. Well, and actually... It, when I listened to his latest album, that was one of my favorite songs. Mm. It's like this like really good sort of love song. And he just did it with him and a piano. And it was like, mm. uh, very emotional, very emotional. Mm. All right. So overall? I mean, it is what it is. I'll the, check out some clips. Yeah. I mean, at least one or two, you know, if you got a little extra time, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Billboard Awards, they just aren't what they used to be because, you know, they don't go by the charts anymore. But whatever. Hey, right? Fashion show without fashions. <laughs> do you know that reference? Um, no. From Housewives? I mean, I've heard about it before. Oh, wait. I do know this okay, one. Okay. I do know this one because What's Her Name had a fashion show from Atlanta. She by Sheree. She by Sheree. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and she didn't Nini have her clothes said, ready. Nini said there's... Nini's hanging out with Dwight. They're getting their nails done. Okay. <laughs> Dwight's the best friend or something. Yes, and they get word that she by Sheree has no fashions ready for the fashion show, so she just puts up pictures. No. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So Dwight's like, it's a fashion show without fashions. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. That's been one of my favorite go-to lines. I mean, it's a good one. But that's the Billboard Awards. There's Billboard charts with no chart statistics. Yeah, no. So what's the whole point? It's all all the politics of it all. It's all, like, industry, like, whatever. Uh But we do love Kelly Clarkson, and she did an amazing job, so... I'll take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. So we have our special guest coming up. Our friend Michael Weppling has a new song out. He's got a couple of tracks out there in the world. Yes. But we're going to call him up and let's have a chat. Let's do it. Hey, Michael Weffling. Welcome to the Mariah Report. Hey, Lamb. Hello, Lambs. Thank you so much for having me. So, Michael, we've seen you out and about. We've had social moments together. But we wanted to get you on because not only do you hang out with us, but you have some music out in the world. And you have a new song that we're going to get into. And yes, I do. we thought it was the perfect time to bring you on because we're all punk rock chicks now. That's <laughs> happened to be the direction you're going in. So we're going to get into that soon. Yes. But let's get started with a little background history on your love for Mariah. So, Michael, how long have you been Mariah fan? What's your favorite album? Give us, like, the rundown of the basics. Just the basics, girl. Okay. Okay. So... I fell in love with Mariah when I first laid eyes on her, as I'm sure we all have that same sentiment uh, towards her, for her. And it was when I was a little kid and the Honey video had just come out. And I, being the eldest of three boys, was supposed to set the example. So I was not allowed to watch MTV or VH1. And, but if you left me alone in a room, I would find it and I would put it on and I would be studying everybody. And, uh, so I fell in love when I saw this beautiful woman, uh, jump into the pool and escape these horrible men from this 
beautiful, you know, palatial uh, uh, sing sing, I think was the wink wink on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and then in addition to that, I got in trouble at school because I remember saying to my childhood friend, Savannah, I said, oh my gosh, Savannah, there's this music video and this lady, her name's Mariah Carey, and she is running away from these men and she takes off her clothes. And that was when the assistant teacher walked by <laughs> and I, the, the rest was history. Savannah and I were friends forever. And I was not allowed to speak of that music video ever again, <laughs> especially being a, a wee little lad. And uh, ever since then, it, I, she came into my life uh, again and again with the Charm Bracelet album I remember buying on the day. I remember buying the Lover Boy single, uh, and then so on and so forth. My friend Elena, she gave me the Daydream album one time when we were at camp, which is a perfect album to give. You know, when your class, your your like graduating class, like has to go on some kind of like bonding camp trip or whatever. It was one of those, and I remember the gold CD. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would have to say. My favorite album that is so hard. It is a hard um, one. Top of your I, head. What's at the top? What's at the top right there? <laughs> I can see you thinking. I truly, I truly <laughs> fell in love with when the first time I heard Still I Feel Like a Child When I Look at the Moon, Maybe I Grew Up a Little Too Soon. Those lyrics always were so beautifully haunting to me. And even when I didn't have the words to express what they meant to me, that growing up in the town that I grew up in, Maine, it's predominantly white. The state is predominantly white being black and adopted and figuring out who I was, that even that I was with that connection, even though it wasn't a direct connection, that was a connection for me with the lyrics. Mm. Uh, And then also another really cool thing, because I am a music nerd, a proud music nerd. I really, really, really loved uh, the Rainbow album because it was mastered in Portland, Maine by Bob Ludwig uh-huh. as well as the at Gateway Mastering Studios as well as the uh, follow-up, the Glitter soundtrack. So that Look was really you. cool that Look I was like, you. oh my gosh, she's gone <laughs> to my state because she never performed in Maine. So I just was like, oh my gosh, this probably is like the only time Miss Carrie has ever physically been in Maine and it was to master her albums. Well, all those yeah, little so. connections, like you mm. will take it. You will take any little <laughs> yes, bit I of it. <laughs> I know exactly how it goes. But so you go from living in Maine is, you know, and then all of the sudden here you are in New York City. And I remember when you met Mariah in the MTV elevators. Can you tell us about that gaggy moment? Oh my gosh, that <laughs> was how did that come yeah. about? It came it came about by uh, my one of my closest friends, Joe Harris, another fellow lamb. Yes. Uh, he and another fellow lamb, Jose, uh, Joe, Jose, and I, we all were lucky enough to be included in a uh, casting, I guess is the best way to put it, for MTV. And you will see in the video that when we're going and waiting 
to go downstairs, uh, the shock on everyone's face. And we didn't, the, the, the crafts table was not, was not lit as we had hoped. <laughs> so I was kind of in a daydream. I was in a spacey moment. And I was like, I heard, all I heard was, hello. And I was like, oh my gosh. And you just see me freeze on the camera and, and Joe and I freeze and the other people that were about to board the elevator with. And we all, I look at her like, are we supposed to get on this right now? (laughs) And we go on and I have never been more quiet in my life. You guys know me, you know, I have the gift of gab. I have never been more quiet in my life. And I joke with my father to this day, say, if you ever want me to shut up, just make sure Miss Mariah Carey's there and I'll sip it Mm -hmm. and I'll just listen and be like a sponge and take it all in. Because it's so, it's so, she's so like, when you see her in person and to stand mm -hmm. close to her, it is like, you're in awe of Mm -hmm. just her beauty. You were like, I don't think this is like real. Like she's so perfect. Yes. And she was looking gorgeous that day because this was for the caution the caution promotion moments. Yes. yes. Girl, I, I probably wouldn't have said anything either. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I zipped it. Yeah. I was in awe. And then when they, the later on, they asked us, uh, for any lens who haven't seen this amazing moment when she, uh, gave us, gave us prop mics to sing with her. That was when I was like, okay, Michael, mm-hmm. you better, you better know my inner stage mom. You better know every <laughs> single word. <laughs> this is your moment. <laughs> Don't fail this us. Is moment, and you better hit every single note <laughs> and you better find the right key because <laughs> she is a musician and she, well, she's very kind. I've seen Miss Mariah be put through other fans sing for her, and I was like, okay, Michael, we, we gotta get <laughs> we it. We right. cannot we have that right. moment. <laughs> yes, I remember way back, speaking of MTV, like in 1998, maybe around the number ones era, they were doing like a Mariah karaoke and they had fans mm. singing to her. Mm-hmm. And Mariah, as sweet as she is, but she was like, okay, all right. Nice try. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you. You see, you see an eyebrow slant. It's mm-hmm. the same one that we would see during American Idol. So you've met Mariah, you've been loving yeah. Mariah, and you are also in the music biz. This is this is what you're yeah. doing. This is your gig. Now, how does Mariah inspire some of your musical artistic moments? I know that it happens consciously and subconsciously. When it comes to, I write my own music as well. And when I am writing, I'll record in my phone. Usually that's one of the only things I use my, my phone for. One of the only reasons uh, why I, I love, truly love my phone is that if I come up with a melody that I'll go and sing it into my phone or I'll write notes. <clears throat> I'll also write notes on uh uh, on a notepad as well. I like that better because it's something tangible. It's more tangible. And I have a similar process and I've heard uh, Mariah talk about this as well, where luckily I have a few friends that play guitar and piano and I'm able to go and transpose and explain and 
uh, provide what I call a sonic mood board for what I'm feeling the song, which direction it should go in. Mm -hmm. I usually, it's either the melody or the lyrics and I'll sing something into my phone and then I'll go from there. And I build the song, the, the instrument, yeah, the instrumentation around the lyrics and melody versus a lot of people that we know of that write to a track. Mm -hmm. You can hear the difference and you guys know that. Yeah. You know that with Mariah's work, it you can you can hear that she writes the lyrics and the melody first and then you make a song out of that, a fully fleshed out song from that. Now, Michael, we are going to get to your new song in a brief moment, but we have to get your input on some of the new Mariah happenings that are going on with the Rarities album and the meaning of Mariah Carey. Tell us your whole vibe and feeling over what Mariah is up to nowadays. Give us your favorite tracks from the Rarities. Okay. Speed round. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are really getting me today. Okay, yes. So I have to say that... I've always been a fan of Do You Think of Me? Mm-hmm. Uh, the kind of love, and I've been playing quite frequently All I Live For. That song just makes me feel good. That song is childhood. It sounds like childhood yeah. to me. It sounds like a little choir of kids should be singing it all the time uh, and elementary schools across the land. I basically named half of the album. Okay. Yeah, as um, most of us do. Okay, what about, yeah. are you a Loverboy cameo or Loverboy firecracker? <gasps> Ooh, That's the question. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love this question. Okay, I have to say, I love the rock and roll on the cameo bit. Okay. I, I love that, okay, I would have to say that the firecracker is 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 you're invited to the barbecue mm-hmm. and that, and we love it. And it's a fun festive summer moment, but I really, really, really love what she had to switch it up to because of someone we don't know, uh, uh, changing that up. And, uh, uh, for her, I really think that a lot of times we as creatives, when our feet are put to the fire, that some of our best work comes out, and I love the fact that she goes higher into her whistle register, of course, at the end of the version that she had to go with. Right. Uh, but I appreciate both of them separately, but I like the edge to the cameo version. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm down yeah. with that, well, girl. Can I'm I ask down. you, your guys, what's your favorite? I'm Firecracker for now. And, okay. I'm, and I'm original Glitter version, so I'm with you. But we all live together. We, yeah, we're all... We're no, all, no we're, one's fighting. Yeah, we're friends. Yeah. No. Everybody's friends. No, because they are, yeah. they are both so, so good. Yeah. Now, have you finished the book, The Meaning of Mariah Carey? To be honest with you, no, I am not a... Speed reader. I'm not a a speed reader. I need to reread certain parts so they sink in. If I read something, I'm like, wait, did her sister just really do that to her? Wait, Mm -hmm. did her father just act that way? Wait, did you know this experience just happen for it to sink in better? Because I I want to have it fully sink in. I need to just like how I watch TV. Uh, I'm excited to when, you know, and I'm going to, I'm also, I think it's also, 
I don't want it to end. Yeah. So I know I'm subconsciously doing that, but don't, I love the book so far and I love the imagery and her writing. Totally. Don't feel bad because I'm only still in Sing Sing. I'm reading it slowly. Oh, I'm letting oh. it marinate. I'm letting the yeah. vision happen. I'm letting, you know, I'm building up the information in layers. I'm not cramming it all in. So, oh my gosh. This, yeah. It's not a race. I don't know why people race to finish it. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I, I was very fast in the race, so I finished it. <laughs> but I'm going back and rereading it to really let it all sink in. So, well, I'm glad there's other people not finished. Exactly, yeah. exactly. All right, so we have to sort of wrap things up here, Michael. But tell us a little bit about the new song you have and um, what it's all about and where people can find it and find you. Okay, so my name for listeners, once again, is Michael Wefferling. Michael, W-E-F as in Frank, E-R-L-I-N-G, Michael Wefferling. And you can find my music available on all platforms. And my newest song, my latest song, K-A-F-N, comes out today, on Friday today. Yes. I'm so excited And uh, the song is much more sonically aggressive, I would say, because I was very much influenced by Mutt Lang and his productions with Def Leppard, uh, his ex-wife Shania Twain, ACDC, the list goes on and on. Also, in addition to, of course, Lenny Kravitz, because I grew up listening to Lenny a lot. Lenny and Mariah, friends up in Upper West Side when they were kids. (laughs) They go back. and uh, and then also full circle, I loved bringing on the heartbreak when I was growing up through Mariah. I assumed that she wrote that song, and then I looked at the at the notes, at the liner notes, and I found out that Mutt Lang was one of the writers, of course, and he produced the original. So uh, it really is full circle. The song is <clears throat> about. The world that we live in today, how we've become so divided, I think that you'll hear bits and pieces of that and you'll also make of that what you will. And also, uh, first and foremost, I go into everybody wants to have a platform and a large one, but what is your why? Are you, do you want, everybody wants to be famous, but why do you want to be famous? And is there a purposeful meaning behind that? So, uh, I would love to hear from people what they, how they interpret it as, but for the most part, it's fairly on the nose. Uh, and yeah, I'm just so excited for a new song to come out and new visuals and so, yes, KAFN is available today. I'm so excited for everybody to hear it. And thank you guys so much for your support and putting me on. Definitely. We're going to play it now for the listeners. Thanks for joining us, Michael. And check out Michael's new song. Here it is. KAFN. <laughs> 